Hey fam, let's catch the moment. Draw your awareness to the essential relationship you have with the earth. And if you're able to, make direct contact. We open this space with the acknowledgement that the land in which we are located is occupied territories. Before we were ever out here, there were brothers, sisters, and gender-bending beauties that walk this land and still do. They care for this land as their own because it is their own. We acknowledge the beauty, existence, culture, and experience of our native, indigenous, and First Nations family. On this, their traditional land and ancestral home, join us in acknowledging the tribal groups from where we personally vibe, including the Kickapoo, Kansas, Osage, Odos, Missouri, Padawami, Sioux, Shawnee, Wyandotte, Choctaw, and Chittimacha tribes. We honor the elders, both past and present. Let's look to them as we become better stewards of the land we inhabit. Peace and love. Let go. All right. Ready? Yeah! What's up and welcome to the We Out Here podcast, a podcast where you'll hear the stories of black, brown, and indigenous folks in science and nature. I'm Alexi Grusis coming to you from the Bulbancha, aka New Orleans. And with me as always, Allison, you know, yeah, rocking a little Kansas Osage. Ooh. Ooh. Osage territory. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, Allison? It's so good to be here. We, what, what, What's happening? We did it. We did it. We did it. Here we are. Episode one. One. Arguably the best Star Wars, best episode. No, it's not going to be the best episode of the We Out Here podcast. This is going to be the foundation yeah. of the We Out Here podcast. The founding going father from here. of, of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and the founding mother of podcasts. <laughs> and the founding non-gender conforming. Or That's right. <laughs> we are here to share stories. Today we're going to share our own, but let's talk a little bit about where we come from. Uh, you know, as mm. I said, my name is Alexi Grusis. I grew up in Fresno, California. I lived in Kansas City, Missouri for literally half my life up to, up into that point and studied biology and social psychology, spent some time in and around zoos, you know, just a walking black and Greek dude, just vibing, making jokes, being weird. Yeah. What's up with that you, was, Allison? That was really, that was it. That's who you yeah. are. Condensed. <laughs> Never again will he be so condensed. Nah, none. I'll be mega verbose. I was looking for unnecessarily a pun on condensed milk, and I lost it. Um. I no, I was thinking the exact same thing, but I was like, you know, don't make a milk pun right off the right bat. Right off the bat. <laughs> All right, there he goes again. <laughs> Got him. <sighs> okay, my name is Alfred Jones. Um, where do I come from? Africa. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, at some point. No, yeah. I'm very plain black. Um, I have so many <laughs> wonderfully black friends who are so many things. And I mm-hmm. am here as a Jones, an American black <laughs> Jones, just uh, touting the truth everywhere I go. Uh, I am originally, originally, originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Come on, stand up. St. Louis, okay. Hazelwood School District. <laughs> you guys in St. Louis always talk about your school we districts, do. man. It is it's wild. As, as, as soon as you meet a person from St. Louis, you're like, "Hey, where you go to school?" But man. I'm gonna like let me not lie to these folks. Let me not let me not be out here. No, no, no. Tell them the good because I, I moved to Kansas City at seven, Ooh. so second grade. So like, truly, she's from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice. It's nice to step step my toes. That that's what makes me exotic. Is you oh. know, bye. <laughs> By state. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, she's from so far away. Oh. Who's that girl? <laughs> Just she must be from Columbia. St. Louis. <laughs> Missouri. Oh. Columbia, Missouri. It's fine. Yeah, not, not a cool This Columbia. took too long. I am not as succinct as you. So I um <laughs> from Kansas City. I, too, have a degree in biology with an emphasis in environmental science. Shout out to Contagion. Um, I've been living in fear since. The pandemic hasn't made it any better um, especially since we've both worked with bats before so yeah we have um, um but yeah so i've worked 
um, within the zoo field for just shy of seven years. I really wanted to hit that seven year mark. What a catastrophe that I have to be like, mm-hmm. oh, just shy of seven years. You know, seven, the number of completion. Feel me, father. Yeah. Not an eye. Hear me out, Allison. <laughs> yes. So just like how when we experienced Ida, it wasn't technically a five, mm-hmm. but it was like five miles per hour short. Mm-hmm. We're going to call it a five. Okay. So we're going to call you a seven year veteran. Thank you. Because it wasn't like it was six and a half. It was past no, six no, and no. a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is. Yeah. Thank it's you. like if you're, yeah, if you're about to like cr- run a yellow and it's like gonna turn red, you just go for you're it. You're exposing a lot about my life. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> so do the red light cameras. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I took a, a huge pivot um, starting in the middle of my zoo career, but recently over the past two years, I am a full time actor, performer, sometimes singer. Um, really great mover, I, I would think. Um, I think at the bottom. Unfortunately, of- <laughs> you'll never see that on this podcast. You'll never see that on this podcast. Um, I think at the bottom of my resume, uh, my theater resume, it says "groovy dancer." I'm what? Sure. And and ex- uh, I think exotic animal handler. Dang. <laughs> so dang. I'm waiting for the play. I'm waiting for I'm- it. I'm not gonna lie, groovy dancer is a cool ass thing to have on your resume. Yeah. I got like cool things on my resume, but that yeah. man, because you want to know, dance. you want to know like yeah. what what does this person think a groovy dancer is? And I think anything that they do, as long as it's confident, you book, yeah. you booked it. You got it. <laughs> a plus. Yeah. As we're going through this podcast, you guys are gonna get a chance to not only hear mine and Allison's stories. But you're also going to get to hear the stories of black, brown, and indigenous people. Mm -hmm. Colleagues, folks we haven't yet met, people who are out there doing cool science, uh, breaking ground. How did we we even land here? How did we land here? Let's take a second just to go down that journey. Man, where to even begin? Uh, (laughs) Um, Racism. Always racism. racism. (laughs) Yeah, in the beginning, not I guess the beginning of the the pandemic, but halfway through the pandemic. Racism. I'm sorry. I'll stop. No, in the beginning, there was one race, the human race. The human race. (laughs) (laughs) No, in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, you know, I was had the opportunity to organize with a bunch of other cool fellow black birders and scientists and hobbyists. And I had already known Allison for years working in zoos. And as you know, as we got to see our society start acknowledging a lot of systemic racism allison and i figured why don't we just start talking about some good vibes why don't we talk about why don't we share our experience of being out here in the sciences why don't we share our experience of being out here in nature because we know we're not the only ones and especially after blackbirders we kicked off Woo. we had definitive proof we weren't the only ones. can we talk about the pbs articles i mean the pbs news. articles exactly so now that we know we're out here we wanted to show people who weren't quite aware mm. that we're out here too and one of the most important ways to do that is storytelling. We learn so much through stories and for us to be able to share our own and have folks around us share theirs, hopefully we'll bring some folks up, make them recognize that not everyone in our field and in our hobby looks like Steve Irwin. A lot of us have a little more melanin, et cetera. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. It's crazy. Um, in like doing some development for this because like we've just been workshopping ideas for over a year. Um, one of the very first things I looked up was like top naturalists. Mm-hmm. Just what Google, Google, who are the top naturalists? Like no specified number. Just like show me the goods. Yeah. I scrolled for one minute and it was all people that were not brown. Yeah. And white folks aren't the only people in nature. And what's even more important is that Indigenous people across the planet we'll talk about are some it. of the biggest conservationists. They are driving the most conservation that is happening. I wonder why so that is, us, Alexi. Right, because they have a stake in the land. They know the territory. And a lot of times conservation is necessary because of colonialism. But we're not going to get into that whole thing today. Not today. But we want to show that indigenous people across the planet are making big strides in conservation and also love the outdoors because the image of black folks is that we don't like to be outside so much, which I don't think is necessarily true. At least that's not everyone's truth. Right, exactly. Like we more often probably don't like the pool. 
I love the pool. I sink in the pool. I love swimming, but I'm chilling in the shallow end, catching a vibe. Lame. Lame. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Laps? Absolutely not. Man, I think if I saw you bust out and laps in a pool, I would be like, I wouldn't be surprised, Run. but I would also be amazed. <laughs> <laughs> like, Whoa. Nah, I get halfway through and I'm done done for i'm out i'm out of the pool laying in the sun like a seal oh man that's funny too because i've been swimming since out of the womb brief break brief break probably right off for a moment back in back right in yeah there's there's video documentation of me and homegirl val that's my mom uh just plopping me in and out of the pool i love it did you did you ever competitively swim at any point? No, I don't have the shoulders. <laughs> See, I tried to, I joined swim team for, it was a two week period. Mm. And I mean, I'm I'm sure this resonates with some folks, but I got in the pool and my shorts were just too big. And so every time I tried to swim, I was holding my shorts up. Oh my gosh. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not wearing these baby shorts. I'm not doing this. And I bounced i was like i'm i'm done i'm off this let me tell you about us feeling like we don't belong in spaces this is so i cannot believe this reference is coming into my head right now but i just watched a special a comedy special she's a new zealand woman she's mixed Mm -hmm. she's black and white and i cannot remember her name right now but she's on a show on hbo hbo i'm not gonna say her name again until you give us money but um unless you're slandering them unless i'm slandering them which that's more alexi's twitter and when she got out of the pool Walked oh. away like normal, and some no. chick was like, "Who's fighting <laughs> Mortified. Yo. I had that. I've wow. been her. I have wow. been her. The whole foot the was whole... in contact. With... Oh my god, that's Pancake. devastating. And that and is what brown people out? go through. That is what brown people go through in every space, not just nature at the pool where you least expect. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna invoke a little colorism right now, and I'm loving this Greek side because my mom gave me some big ass say, arches. Your arch Woo! is so my high. arches are You're, you have an so el- high. You have an elitist arch. I'm just gonna. It's be pretty very great. Honest. Your boy can point. I could have been in ballet boop, boop. instead. Uh, instead, I was too afraid. You know, in reality, mm-hmm. uh, when. I just can't stop. The, hold on. Sorry. The image just popped back in my head of what a foot looks like when it's in full contact with the ground. Oh, I'll show you the next time we're around water in my bare foot. Because <laughs> I that was, this. I identified so hard with that story. It was <laughs> unbelievable. It's embarrassing. My dad's got some weak arches as well. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you and your big old weak arches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big ass weak arches. Okay. <laughs> so... Anyway, we've known each other for a while, and yeah, we're still discovering things about each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, my first impersonation, or my first impression of Allison, though, meeting you, I'm I'm gonna be real. Yes. Like I thought, uh, I thought you were so tight when Aww, I first met you. Thank you. Like, and I, I think I might have told you this at one point. I was like, I was like, you you give me Bill Nye vibes because <laughs> I okay. So Allison and I used to be educators together, mm-hmm. uh, and. Allison had created a position, Allison and a few folks uh, that she was working with had created a position that I ended up uh, getting later on. It was ended up just being a part-time uh, shows position. Uh, so we would do sea lion shows, bird shows, etc. Mm-hmm. And I was watching Allison do this sea lion show and I was like, holy shit, her charisma and energy were insane. Like, in, in a good way. Uh, and... <laughs> But no, no, no. Like, Allison has crowd control. Allison's got vibe. Allison knows how to use her voice to, like, get the crowd to be active. And active Otherwise, it's active just prepared. a bunch of sea lions with very flat feet running around the pool. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. It'd be like Allison running around the pool. So, you know, <laughs> we... <laughs> sorry, that was too much. Uh, so. The Sea Lion Show, is it's been the same thing for years and years, but it's the energy of the MC that oftentimes changes it up, you know, and switching things out. And Allison was killing it. And I was like, man, oh, I want to be like her. I was like, yo. So Allison wasn't really much of a mentor because Allison <laughs> hated me when she no, first met me. wait, that's but, not okay. No. <laughs> but I learned a lot from Allison. I honestly, like my in-person ability to talk about science and nature man that comes from you so i appreciate you i don't know if i've ever told you that but oh i don't oh 
Yeah. I'll, ca- I'll catch it. Thank you. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Put it on my horse. Yeah. My horse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. Flowers. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. I did not hate you. Don't All right. spread fallacies across the nation. Okay. 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 <laughs> but you're right, you're right, you're right. I I was I was confused. <laughs> no, 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 no. So it's like it's that thing of like, oh my gosh, it's exciting because you're like, there's someone else that's brown. This is right? thrilling. I was like, ooh, he's got a nice smile, curly hair. He's cute. Ooh. Who's that? I had long hair. You did have long I hair. Had long hair. You were you were tossing the curls for days. Yeah, I was. Um, it was pretty uh, great but um i remember you came in you were doing like this facilitation job which is basically the bane of everyone's existence during uh, helping people on and off a bus yeah school field trip season and then our boss uh who's a good friend of ours she was just like yo uh alexi's gonna also do shows she must have just known she just saw Mm -hmm. the bubbling energy just brew over you and also the fact that in your interview you told him about an (laughs) elephant diaper but we'll talk about that another day (laughs) wow we'll talk about both our interviews another day i'm like did she tell you about that one no yes she did you told me about that oh i did okay my bad bad, golly but um, wow yeah i was just i was very excited and i was happy to meet you and it was funny just because, like, when I met you, you were just oozing, like, hella hype, no chill. You were Listen, extremely intelligent. You still are. I was. But, yeah. You know, I've deteriorated. But, I, man, <laughs> I was so excited, like, because, like, I was planning on doing a completely different other thing. And right. I ended up doing this job just because I was like, I need a paycheck. Right. And they're like, oh, we're not going to hire you for this terrible sounding job <laughs> that's seasonal. We're going to give you like a part time gig doing this thing that's like really cool that you low key wanted to do as a child. Yeah. And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. And from that point, it was like Alice and I were hella cool. We were. And like. I had found time. my equal, to be quite honest. But um, no, it was funny just because when I, I think I've, I've told you this when I first met you, I was like, oh, this is how people must feel when they meet me. <laughs> Which like, that comes off very bad. But oh, like brutal. after like six weeks, uh-huh. inseparable. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> inseparable I because I was training you and also friendship. So. <laughs> yeah. Like big shouts out to Natalie. She gave me the opportunity, you know. We love Natalie. Without Natalie, like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be in my field. Like man, shout no. out to her. Yes. Right? She is doing astronomical things at an institution mm-hmm. we won't mention right now. But Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> getting them up in their bag so so now oh and natalie is also a person of color she's a black woman um, yeah in a high position in the zoological education field and so it's just constantly great to have not an ally but family yeah in the field like gang gang global majority right? like we right? help each other who knows mm-hmm. if somebody else wasn't in that position, if somebody that didn't look like you wasn't in that position, right. you might have not even gotten the opportunity. Facts. Big facts. Right? You know, and that's that's why it's so important that we know we're out here and that we move forward and, mm-hmm. you know, lift as we climb. That's yeah. vital. And it's just, it makes everything, <laughs> it makes for a safer workplace. Like mm-hmm. we've we've definitely had some experiences and we'll continue to have experiences, but hopefully we are will be brave enough to speak out more. Um, but we've had some experiences at the yeah. zoo that were, you know, not the safest. Funny in hindsight and like trauma bonding in hindsight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's story time. <laughs> So the setting, who's to say? I don't know. Okay. At the zoo, um, in the the place would be like the bird show holding, if you yes. will. Yes. It was once an IMAX theater. Yes. That is now a place for birds to fly. <laughs> so rather dramatic seating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just tears of dark blue squishy seats. A very large screen in front of all the screen, in front of all the seats that does not get utilized because the IMAX Mm -mm. does not work. And in front of it, 
They have created a stage. Um, it's very mm, bamboo vibes, wooden stump yes. vibes, rocky vibes. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, is that some grass out of place? Seems right mm -hmm. for this stage. <laughs> a felt mm -hmm. ground, if you will, and bird poop everywhere. Yeah. But yes. it does get clean. It's like not atrocious. And yeah, yeah. because it's a place for birds to fly in and out of, there are all kinds of fun little whole peekies that they fly out of and sneak out uh -huh. of and do all kinds of crazy things. There's vines. Ooh, there's a vine where they go. They can like fly from the stage to the to the tree posts out in the um mm -hmm. in the theater space. I think they were named Priscilla and Elvis. The bird show. Oh yeah. Staff did that. They named them. Wow. I don't know why that happened, but wow, that took you wow, back that to just, that. That took me back more than anything you said. That part took me back. So this stage was a, it was like a false front. It looked like the yes. front of like a building, like Perfect. a, a bamboo-ish building. That is a great and way so, to say that. So the, the backside was open. And mm -hmm. so like everything could swing around it or above it or like right. Allison was saying, like through these apertures. So little parrots would pop out. Yeah, it's definitely, like I runner. love the idea of a false front because mm -hmm. this stage looks like where all your dreams come true. And then the back looks like reality. Like yeah. it's just wood with, uh, with enclosures to keep birds very for only a moment. It's very like a little plastic containers of treats mm -hmm. everywhere raw if meat there was, and mice in if little there was a single thing that was a perfect metaphor for like my body and brain during the last <laughs> year and a half it would be this pretty little stage on the outside yes. on the inside nothing going on but chaos screaming birds and treats it's fantastic and so basically what happens is we're that's the scene right um but the show hasn't happened yet we haven't invited people in because in between the shows we train the birds um mm -hmm. and so by tra training them just means having them practice their flights so that hopefully <laughs> during the show they will do them correctly so we were training the birds before the show and the sh the song that's the pre-show song, which was the routine mm -hmm. we were working on, is a, a like a Mission Impossible kind of like thematic mm -hmm. song. Um, it's very fun because it's like the birds are tiny little spies trying to get away and they like, it's, they go in and they go out and they hide and they sneak and they go really fast. And all this really cute stuff to uh -huh. the music. It's very cute. And so me, because I'm wonderful, Mm -hmm. and an actor at heart i was like oh i started chasing the birds around the stage based on their flight paths and their like peekaboo paths and so because i knew where they were coming in and out of i could hide in certain spots i could run to certain spots i could like almost get them just before they got they slipped from my grip oh that feathery fiend like very that and it was apparently very funny um, to our bird show team. Um, and more importantly, or tragically, very funny to our curator. And so bird show was like, we should incorporate this into the pre-show. This is hilarious. And we're like, great, it'll be fun. It'll be something new, especially people who come to the school mm -hmm. all the time won't have never seen before. Right, um, right, right. And so the curator's mind was blown. He was like, we're absolutely doing this. He was abs he was also brought on to do big ideas like this. Right, and that's why right. Alexi and I really dug him, especially at first. We were just like, yeah, let's oh, make a like, show. Yeah, Woo! he was. He said yes to yes. a lot of things. And that was cool, especially like really performative, fun things that right. the dinosaur zoo was not necessarily a fan of mm -hmm. doing. Um, and so literally the very next day, we're on stage before the show. The costume arrives. And again, the stage, the front of the stage is where dreams come true. And the back is where reality sets in about how people feel and see you in the world. Yes. And the costume that the curator went and bought from like one of those Halloween stores that you only see mm -hmm. around a certain time of year um, was... what. It was a jailer's costume. Yeah. And, so it, and it was like, it had like black and white stripes. It was like that weird silky jersey material that like cheap costumes are made out of. It was a the, top the and a bottom. material somehow on it the was, planet. Yeah, and it was a top and a bottom, it's, long sleeve, long pant. Uh -huh. I could literally pull it up over my khakis and pull it over um, my uh, polo. 
And then, just as an extra treat, there was uh-huh. a hat that came with the costume <laughs> that was made of the exact same material and was also black and white striped. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I looked like a jailer. And by mm-hmm. jailer, I mean someone in jail, not in right. charge of the jail. Right, right. A jailbird, if you <laughs> that's a good that's a really good joke. That one's really good, and I respect that. It was it was actually insane. And so everybody's kind of like sees it. Yeah. <laughs> sees it and is like, okay. Uh, and then our curator leaves. Our curator leaves, and everyone is like, "This homie dropped a bomb and then rolled out." And rolled like, out. I think he. I think he rolled out so he could see it in action, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, like no, no thought about like, well, just so excited. So is this the, is excited. this the right costume? Is this the right vibe? Just like no. Instead of it being a Mission Impossible thing, it's like no, obviously prison. Right? <laughs> Obviously, the birds are police, I guess. But, like, I think it was more like, oh, they're running and escaping. And somehow the black woman is the bad person in a jail. Yeah. It's like, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't blame him. I, I blame bias and what our minds just go to when sure, we think of certain sure, things right, and see certain right, right. people. But it was a catastrophe, and I just he remember- He said, give me that jail outfit. I just remember there being, like, a lot of back and forth back and stage between uh, myself and Bircho, like, yo, this this is not a confident choice. I don't know if I should <laughs> put this on, but it was the thing of, like, it's been bought, I'm going to put it on, and then we're never going to- I'm probably never wearing this again. Right, And so, right. I, I was- Okay, yeah, so I put it on, I- was mortified wearing it backstage. Like in hindsight, I'm sure it was an honest mistake, but it's also like, yeah, I don't know. It, it was weird. And so I don't, I, I don't know. My mind was just kind of blown. I put on the costume. I did the pre-show thing. People laughed and they, and, and, and it was, it was great. But the second I got backstage, I ripped off the costume. And luckily it was just the pre-show. So like it didn't have to be worn the entire time. It was just mm-hmm, for this like mm-hmm. minute and a half, two minute thing that happens before the actual bird show. Right, right. Um, and so I, I like, I took that mug off so quick. <laughs> You're like, this is ghetto. This Get is, this off of oh, me. Oh, hot like, garbage. And right. post-show, everybody was kind of like, nah, that's not it. <laughs> And yep. luckily, like, I don't think I actually ever said anything to our curator. I think Birdshow actually took care mm-hmm. of it. And I think I talked to maybe a couple people in education about it. But that, I mean, in the end, like, the costume, I think the costume was brought back up again later. It was brought back up again in a meeting that I was in. Oh. And, and let me tell you how fast and how hard I shut that costume down. And... <laughs> And I'm going to be real, because uh, this was this was at the moment where I was, you know, I was burgeoning and being like, I'm not doing this shit anymore <laughs> in my life. You know, I wasn't I wasn't down to be, uh, you know, because for the longest time I was like, oh, I don't want to be seen as sensitive or yeah, whatever, absolutely. whatever. You know, all the stuff. All that the things we have to do. Being, right, 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 right. So at this point, I was like, uh, I'm not going to be the only black person on stage wearing a uh, prison costume. Yep. And I was just like, and I kind of left it at that. And I was like, nah, man. <laughs> and it, that that idea died yeah. right there. I think it's putting those words together. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Because I don't think he registered that, like, we're the only brown people. Only ones. And me and Allison on are the show, only ones. The only ones yep. that work on this show. Not even the, any of the bird trainers. But it's one of those things where... We all lived happily ever after. Yeah. But what you saw, like the internal biases that your mind went through unconsciously. Yeah. Just like put us in a place of not being safe. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, (laughs) ta-da. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's uh, it's really tough to be real about it in that moment and to have the language. I was yeah. luckily I was lucky that the that it came to me. Right. Because most of the time it doesn't come to you it until two come. days later. Exactly. And you're like, what the hell was that? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. 
you know, doing shows wasn't the only thing that Allison and I did. And honestly, the shows were a delight. The times that Allison and I got to spend on stage together was amazing because, you know, we shared so much like mutual backgrounds, especially being in Kansas City. Um, but we also got the opportunity to like to try our hand at mentoring kids. Not a lot of them looked like us, though still having the opportunity to mentor these kids and for them to see a black person in these positions mm-hmm. is that's big. You know, even if it's a group of white kids, it's like that's big because that informs their worldview. Exactly. So moving forward, they're walking, you know, they're walking through not surprised that a black person is yeah. doing, you know, doing field research or doing a show in a zoo, etc. Yeah. Um, that's huge. You know, we we had the opportunity at one point to actually take a group of our youth volunteers uh, or volunteers. <laughs> sorry, the, the zoo I'm at calls them youth volunteers. Uh, at this time, they were volunteers at this facility. Uh, we had the opportunity to go across the state with ours, and that was risky business. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, is you know, I talked about how joyful that was, but man, working with kids is wild. Like, it's it's story time. Yeah. Okay. So where are we? Um, it's spring (laughs) specifically march late march um but it's that time in spring where it's like the weather decides to do the fool it's so it's cold Mm -hmm. yeah um it was cloudy it's like kind of wet and cold yeah yes wet and cold and windy Mm -hmm. i despise the wind Yeah, every year I think March is going to be beautiful and I think it's going to be nice and like, oh, spring is coming. No, No. March is always cold, especially in the Midwest. Especially in the Midwest, especially when you're just standing on a plain of grass with no trees. Just wind. Okay, so the plain that Allison (laughs) is referencing is a very specific plain in Missouri. Um, I don't recall the name of the park. It's, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I know. Oh, Tallgrass Prairie National Park. Tallgrass Prairie. Uh, so, so on our way to, uh, to a zoo that we were taking all the kids to, we all, you know, loaded up in vans and we all. Minivans. Yeah. Mini, minivans. Minivans. Yeah. Like everyone had a different colored minivan too. I'm going to be real. These were nice vans. Like I was like, I get it. I get why these moms and dads buy these vans. I was like, this is luxury. I'm I'm flying on a couch. Yes. So I have like five yes. kids loaded up in the back of my van. And Allison has, yes. I think, five. a number. Yeah, Allison had a bunch of cool yeah. kids in hers. She could tell you about that. I had the team council. I had the team council. Yeah, right. Very flex, charismatic. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, yeah, let I Allison a, vibe. When we came back, I had a very, a very heavy metal emo car coming back and it was a lot it was a lot to take in um, honestly i would have loved to have that car yes you know but show them all the bands i listened to in high school <laughs> we uh we load up the bands mm-hmm. there's um i f- it feels like none of the teens are actually prepared one one kid i remember distinctly he was wearing high waters mm-hmm. no socks mm-hmm. and sandals and if you recall, just a few moments ago, we were describing what the weather conditions were like. It was a smooth 40 degrees. And this kid had their ankles all the way out. Toes a peaking. Like, raw it just... meat. Raw. Just stepped on chicken out in the world. Just exposed to the air. Looking... <sighs> <laughs> Let's be honest. There was not... We, as chaperones, were the only coats on that trip. Yeah, they None didn't even have the coats. Had coats. They were wearing hoodies or t-shirts or long sleeves. And to I be just, fair, I don't know how they're gonna survive in the world. But yeah, at some point when I was a high schooler, I don't think I wore the right clothing for the season a lot of times, and I don't understand it as an adult now. Mm. And maybe I've gotten a little bit yeah. fragile in my old age. Yeah. But my God. So we load up in the vans, thinking, yeah. all right, well, I guess they'll just be warm in the van, and we'll get to the spot. We'll be indoors a lot of the time, and on our trip to right. see this other zoo, which will be really cool. Yeah. Uh, on the way, about what an hour out? Two an hour and a half. Out. It's about an hour yeah, and a half. Yeah. yeah. We get about an hour and a half out, and we get to the uh, Tallgrass Prairie National Preserve. Thank yeah. you. Uh, so we get to the preserve, and 
we, you know, Nick is like, hey, this is where we're going to stop temporarily. I'm like, all right, cool. That sounds great. We'll have some snacks. Yeah, we'll vibe. We'll, you know, check out the visitor center. Mm -hmm. And they're like, all right, cool. And now you get to go out into the prairie. And we're like, the what? We're going to go into the, huh? Out out there where it's cold and Mm. chilly and windy. windy. And it was like, all right, cool. You know, that's what we're doing. We're going to show the kids this place. They said they had bison out there. And so we were like, yeah, yes. let's go see some bison. Let's go I see some absolutely chips. absolutely love it. Let's yep. see it. Let's know it. This is Listen, thrilling. Listen, I, I want to see what bison are the biggest animal that we have in Missouri, right? I think so. They have to be. And that's and technically so I, Kansas, so. Oh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Kansas. Didn't want to erase you guys. Your, your buildings are so small, I don't even see you. So anyways, we get out to the top. I'm just kidding. Everyone from Kansas, please keep listening. Don't turn us off yet. So we go out onto the prairie and we start following this road. And it's actually really nice. They have a bunch of defunct buildings. It looks like there's like a grain silo out there and like that's kind of nice a That's nice that you describe it as nice because what I remember distinctly <laughs> is a wide gravel road, Yep. gray skies, trees Uh so far in the distance, and grass that was barely seen as green. Like it was was maybe green a generation ago. Yeah, yeah, no, we're talking, these are like tall grasses and they are are fried and dried. So we're like walking out there and, and we're like, you know, it's like getting to a half hour as we're like, you know, making adult conversations. We're like talking about like things happening in the world, yada, yada, yada. Kids are bored of us and they've moved on into different little packs. Uh, it's been a half hour and no bison. Hmm. So we keep on going. And me and Allison are like, we're getting close. We're like, all right, uh, y'all, we got one more hill and we're, we're off this. And as we're like getting what, up the hill, this like, I feel like they're an older couple. They kind of It was it was a family. It was sometimes a, like a family situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so uh, a family of folks, they they they're walking past and they I don't remember if it was prompted or not, but they talk about they mentioned that there were like, "Oh, we just saw the bison back there." Hooray. You know, just a little just right over the next hill. No problem. Easy peasy. You're almost there. Lies. False. <laughs> We went over another hill, and then another hill, and then another hill, and then another hill, and then another hill, and there were no bison. We I don't traveled think they were there. actual miles. It is like 40 degrees, and it, and I'm like, man, these little these little kids, like straight up ankle bones, are <laughs> are about to be sheared right off from the wind. And our our zoo coats, they're winter coats that are not lined. Yep. So and I'm like, angry at the wind. I am the one is fuming. My heat is my my wrath. I yep. think actually. Yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah, yeah. what really what really set in for me was that we 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 have gotten to the point where we say, you know what, it's time to turn around. We actually mm-hmm. do have to get to our destination, and we have. To also, get I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. <laughs> um, and now we have to get back to the vans. Mm-hmm. So now we must trek the miles back to the van. I've never walked faster. I've I walked with such purpose. Allison was gone. I was, I gone. was like, gone. yo, she's running. <laughs> That's like, when I knew know, I would do well in a marathon. I <laughs> while I had long hair at that point, my hair on my Greek side isn't very thick. No, it will I mean, not at protect this point you. now, it's even It will thinner. not protect but, you. But, yeah. Mm-mm. So, so, like, I could feel every bit of wind on my scalp. So, we get back to the vans. And we drive a little further. I can't remember if it was in Wichita, Kansas, or just outside of Wichita, Kansas. We stop at a very, you know, mom, pa, pizza joint. You know, the the tables with the wood and the chairs and the the blue carpet and <laughs> this is the slowest transition into an Italian accent I've ever heard in my life <laughs> and the cups you know those like cups with the red and the bumpies around it that you see through that clear the classic red cups, the, the red, red Coca Cola before one, the Solo. Big it was yep. yeah, it was like you can see the bubbles through the bubbles mm-hmm. on the cup, like it was great. We eat there. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happier when you have food, right? And warmth. 
Yeah. So we're like, all right, time to hustle. Time to get back to mm-hmm. the vans, get to the zoo. We get to the zoo at like nine o'clock at night. It's mad late. It's, it's dark. Late. Yeah. And I think that was okay. Like, I think we might've been a little late, but I know that it was okay because we didn't really have a lot of night activity. Like it was supposed to be night activities. So right, right, good. right. Yeah. And we get greeted by a fellow educator. Hi. Um, I remember mm-hmm. her. She had red hair. She had glasses. Yeah. Nicely in her Zooniform. Um, met us at the front of the zoo. She had one of those like night gear lights on her forehead. And I was like, she means business every day. And she very, you could, she just had the uh-huh. stature of someone who was working part time for their lives. Like, she just... Yo. So, we get there. We do a night hike, but everything's, like, sleep. So, But it's, like, it's co- it's still cool to, to see. Like, we've never been to this zoo before. So, we're led to, I believe, the primate, specifically Gorilla House. Uh-huh. And that's where we'll be sleeping. It's funny, like, the ground is, like, that shiny, fake rock yeah. kind of stuff. There's, like, glass panels where you can see into the gorilla enclosure, but we couldn't see any gorillas. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of fluorescent lighting, um, but it's mm-hmm. mostly dark so that the animals could sleep. The lights were over the bathroom. And basically right, what right. happens is all the teens, time to unroll their sleeping bags, toss their backpacks. We, as um, chaperones, got luxury mattresses. Ooh, yeah. These big, nice Air mattresses. Air mattresses. Which we lined up in a wall. We did. Just right through the middle of the room. Bisecting that whole thing. To separate this teen sex. Yeah. Because that was going to stop it. Exactly. It was our best effort. We were like... (laughs) And so we're like, you know what? Let's just like... mm, Let's just do what we can. Wall them off. Yeah. Do what we can. So we do our best to... Keep it hush hush. Like everybody's doing their little whispering. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their little lights. Some people have books. Some people are chattering. Some yeah. People are giggling in the corner. Some people are trying not to make out. Some people are making out. I don't know. I didn't see everything. But Mm-mm. at a certain point, it's time to go to sleep because the chaperones are tired. And we have to get up early in the morning because there is a, a sunrise hike. Oh my God. I forgot about the AM hike. <gasps> Let's pause real quick. We missed a part. Oh, which part did we miss? Right before we we hopped in to the gorilla house. Remember the animal encounter? Oh yeah. There was so what an did they animal have? encounter. Like... So I distinctly remember uh-huh. a silky chicken. The most glorious chicken. If you have never seen a silky chicken, pause and right. go Google what a silky chicken is. And enjoy. Dare I say, better than the chickens we had at the zoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I, you know, we at the zoo had Polish hens. I love Polish hens. It's a toss-up. It's a real toss-up. I mean, it's... A silky looks like a Pokemon. Yeah. So it's either Phyllis Diller or a yep. Pokemon. Like, that's yeah, 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 your yeah, yeah, option. Yeah, yeah. So whatever yep. is your flavor, really, you can catch them all. But there was a silky chicken... Did you like that one? <laughs> I did. I did. I, I had a, did you see the smile? Yeah. Yes. There's a silky chicken. There was a crested gecko. And yes. none of us had ever seen something so freaking cute before. Yeah. Um, we were and we got like, to touch can, it. can we have one? We were like, Kelly, she, our friend Kelly is over the animals, our, our, our ambassador. Like, Kelly, can we please have one? And she just refused. Like, she didn't make eye contact with a single one of us. She's like, stop asking. Stop asking. I was like, damn. Fine. I really. Fine. <laughs> Fine, mom. Yeah, it was. there was some grumbling. That was our version of grumbling the trip. Um, yeah. And then I don't remember the other animals because they didn't matter. Like those two animals. Yeah, no, I forgot about the, were the winners. Oh, my like, God. Because those two were the winners. Yes, there it is. Boom cat. So back to teen sleepy time. Uh-huh. We notify the teens that it is time for bed. Lights out, voices off. Mm-hmm. Only get up if you have to use the bathroom. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. What happened? Well, we heard slight footsteps. We heard giggling. We heard too many people going to the bathroom. Too many people and, going to the bathroom. And I'm going to be honest with you. I did that thing that dudes do where we ignore we ignore shit because we just don't want to deal with it. 
And I don't think it was the most optimal thing to do. So who had to take care of business? The auntie. The auntie. Had Allison, in her biggest auntie voice, goes, I know you ain't going to the bathroom. <laughs> I know that ain't y'all going to the bathroom. And what, what, like, what kills me now in retrospect is you know these little white kids had never heard a, like, grown black woman say some shit like that to them. Because they, it got silent immediately. Silent. Silent. They clearly were somewhere in front. The next person that needed to go to the bathroom asked. Yeah, yo. The next person that had to go to the bathroom asked. <laughs> and that's how you know. <laughs> then we went to sleep. Shout out to you, Allison. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I really appreciate you. Because I was about to be, I was about to be sitting there mad. Just mad. Just mad. Don't want to deal fine. with it. Ah, uh, wow. Uh, wow. We go to sleep. Scared to death. What happens the next day, Alexi? Well, we we woke up tired and old. <laughs> so so I don't know if we got breakfast beforehand, but we went on that like early morning hike. Mm -hmm. And what was really what was super cool to me was we you know we saw their elephant exhibit which was under construction. It was this it's a massive open area with this big old lake. Incredible. I was like. And there was like a yes. boat ride. They were making a boat ride so you could be like very close. There, I mean, there was the elephants can't get to people, but right. they, that was that was dope. I yeah, really that. cool. But the part that like even more than that really cool exhibit, seeing that like construction being done, was when we were walking by the painted dog exhibit. Uh, if you've never seen a painted dog, pause and look oh. them up. Uh, You're welcome. The painted dog exhibit. They were being let out in the morning as we were walking by so painted dogs are super fast they're really far runners uh and so they basically just one at a time just started sprinting out from between these rocks and then we're doing loops around the enclosure you know like you're like your pet dog if you let it outside except far more deadly don't get that what i saw i didn't get to see i didn't get to see the painted dogs yeah but i did get to see i believe it was a grizzly bear it was either a grizzly bear or a brown that. bear wait is that the same uh, I think a grizzly might be a type of a brown a bear. A grizzly bear is a type of a brown bear. There we go. Yeah. And yeah. I, if you've ever seen a preschooler wake up from a nap, that is what I saw in that bear. Like I approached the bear as soon as it was arising, what, literally taking its paws and wiping oh. its sleepy little oh, eyes. Oh, that's cute. And then a little stretch of the shoulders oh. and just looking around like, yeah. oh, it's a new morning. I love that. It oh, was the man. the thing I've ever seen. Man, in bears. Bears are unreal. Duh, bears. So that, our adventure leads us to probably the coolest part. Yeah, which was the rainforest house. Honestly, this building is still doing work on me today because I'm currently a zookeeper and that one was just it was magnificent okay you walk in and you know there are a lot of like smaller uh, small enclosures along the, walls. Enclosures along the wall, yeah, yeah it, they have this huge diversity and we're like walking through and I'm like wow this is really cool a lot of bugs and and then we get to the main part of the, Go through uh, the door. rainforest enclosure yeah you open a couple of doors and then like what I remember is you open this final door that's like this kind of heavy wood. Yeah. And yes, yes. You walk, yeah, and you walk into this room that's hella humid. Like 90% humidity has to be. And it's just like hot and humid. And it's just like. Yeah, my hair. Yeah, shrunk. Shrink. <laughs> and, and like, you know, they, they had told us, or I think they had told you, Allison, that mm -hmm. they had made some like renovations and like yeah. created skylights that had changed the dynamic inside of there. You know, the plant life came back and like the animals yeah. became Yeah, things lot were more like active. overgrowing in such a beautiful way. There was literally no part of the, like, enclosure is just not even a good, because it was, you were inside. Yeah. The rainforest. Like you walk around the path in the rainforest. And so like, yeah. we're walking on wood chips, like so a wooded floor, but mm -hmm. then there's just literally all kinds of all kinds of foliage yeah. everywhere. Like it was be it was beautiful. It was so green. The leaves were so big mm -hmm. and animals were everywhere. Right. And had right. free rain. With the exception like, of the the caimans. 
Yeah. <laughs> and like you, you started at a high elevation and you actually like went yeah. down into the building, yeah. which like, you know, in retrospect, it's like, oh, uh, probably because it had a lot of steps. So it's like, yeah. man, this sucks that like people in wheelchairs wouldn't be exactly. able to access this. So yeah. it's not really ADA compliant. You know, it was really old. So mm-hmm. I think it might have predated the ADA. Mm-hmm. But uh, that being said, like moving through it, you like got to move through these like really verdant live plants and i love that i love that they're able to incorporate all these like all these beautiful plants in there it created this very naturalistic environment that all these different species could interact with each other and man me and allison were just loving it and we saw what is it called like a victoria queen victoria pigeon yes so we're walking we're walking around we're walking around on the wood chips and we hear Ah! these little and it's like you turn and you see eyes you hear eyes on you and you're like i don't know what that was and you go who was that and yeah. then this glorious, I have never seen, this episode is full of elites. I have never seen such mm-hmm. an elite pigeon. No mids. Yep. In my life. Like. Glorious. Okay. A gunmetal bird that yes. is, uh, I would say it's about. It's the size what, of two a or three. Fowl. Yeah. Like two feet tall. Maybe. Probably just under two feet. Just under two feet yeah, tall yeah, with yeah. this massive crest on its head. And something the is crest, hot pink. Something is hot pink. I think its eyes might be okay. red. Yes. I think its eyes might be bright red. Okay. And yeah. in its crest on its head, and I might be misremembering it because it's been a while since I've seen one, mm-hmm. but I remember the crest looking like a big-ass snowflake. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it made me think of, yeah. this big sideways snowflake on its head. And it was just like walking, and I was like, damn, you got this. And, like, that was just the ground floor. Like, yep. as your eyes went up, you saw something at every level. I just remembered, like, they had a whole canopy up into the canopy and uh-huh. seeing the sunlight and seeing the huge tree. And there were literally giant fruit bats. Oh, there were. Oh, my God. Trees. I forgot about that. Like, they it, and these they were mega sleeping. bats in there. They were sleeping. Because oh, my it was God. Time. Like, it was Dude. perfect. It was God, they were they really killed it with that building, they man. Did. And, in, Damn. and in the stuff that was enclosed, we saw caimans. Like dwarf came in, yeah. Caimans, and I think maybe some type of turtles were also in the yeah, water yeah. area. But like was, I think they might have had a Mata Mata turtle, those big ones with like a big triangular yes, head. I They're crazy them looking. Very large. And it was yeah. It was honestly maybe. a place. I think we sat in there for maybe an hour, hour and a oh, half. Oh, I would have chilled in there all day it if was I was allowed to. Glor- like, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen mm-hmm. at a zoo in my entire life. Now, I haven't yeah. been to very many zoos. But still, like, even to create something so natural in a non-natural environment yeah. is yep. how you spark interest for people. And right. so it was like a memory that was honestly the highlight of the trip mm-hmm. because it was, it was so beautiful. And we kind of, we left that place with bigger hair. Yeah, we did. <laughs> bigger knowledge and really excited that we got to share all of that with the teens. And I mean, yeah, right. we headed down the highway and some of us fell asleep at the wheel on the way home. No. <laughs> no, really. I did. I, almost I was vibing with my. <laughs> I was vibing with my kids. We were talking about Panic at the Disco. They love that band, which is crazy to me that they're still making music. I was like, how is that? Possible? I mean, he has a throat sent from above. I guess. I'm he like, does. damn, that thing must have calluses on it. He's a throat. Yeah. He's done a Broadway run and then went back to Panic. Oh. Like he's he's got a throat from above. Damn. But yeah, we got, got back this? in the bands. We hiked back down the highway. Uh huh. And we sent them on their merry way. Yeah, you know. Changed forever. Yeah, changed forever. They're like, wow, I'm now an ally. (laughs) If only it were that easy. If only it were that easy. No, but it's, uh, you know, one of those things where when you can actually engage with kids at, you know, at a certain age. Yeah. You don't have to unlearn as much. And that's so important. It does so much more work than trying to fix a person at 30 years old, you know, trying to unlearn all these formative years of work. Uh, so that was, you know, and yeah, I mean, that's it's a privilege. Of, that's a big, I think like a kind of like a sneaky little part of the pod, like we out here is to 
start educating <laughs> earlier. Um, yeah. Start educating um, from a perspective that maybe you didn't know. And I mean, it's cool. Like I totally understand. You know, there's there's definitely a population of our friends and family that are just like, my job's not to educate. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I respect that. I, I feel I res- that. I totally respect that. And I mean, depending on my mood in the day, I'm like, here's something to listen to. <laughs> like, uh, to just to yep. be quite honest. And so I think this is, <laughs> this is like a no nonsense and nonsensical way of yeah. us sharing stories with people who need a little help, who just have no idea, who have no idea these layers of unconscious mm-hmm. biases that they have or are just like, I didn't even... I, 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 it's alarming for me to see somebody of color in nature. And it's just like, that's interesting because there are so many people that yeah. nature doesn't believe in boundaries actually. Yeah. So. And in fact, <laughs> you know, the more, the deeper you get into science, the more you understand that these divisions that we create don't objectively exist. They're yeah. only cre- oftentimes are created by us. Man-made, uh, crazy. You know? So, so welcome the, aboard. <laughs> Yeah, and <laughs> thanks for joining us on the inaugural journey what? of the We Out Here podcast. I can't believe it. <laughs> I know, it's kind of crazy. Like, it's, it's crazy. crazy that this is the first episode. Um, I know. I, you know, we, Allison and I have been working on this for like, what, a year? Actually, uh, slaving year away. And a half. And I know that's not an appropriate term, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's been, we've been deep in this. We've been elbow deep in trying to create this. We've met once a week for over a year and uh, you know alice and i love it each other but like, like it. Yeah. it may not sound like it but <laughs> this is a lot <laughs> yeah so much emotional energy so much so much work so many grants that we have uh tried to get and <laughs> haven't but you know at the end of the day the real mvps of this were all Talk of our patrons yeah uh, all of the folks who supported our indiegogo because yes. while we went for grants y'all get y'all came through for us and y'all got us this beautiful butter equipment you guys mm. got me this amazing microphone these earphones you guys got allison folding earphones thank you so much for these they collapse they're they so collapse. great but also like beyond our equipment to do this, mm-hmm. it's paying for the artists that we're working alongside. That's Shout right. out to Soph on the yep. sound, mixing, and Khalif who does our graphic design. And, and then the okay. homie Spencer, the homie who Spencer. actually created, this is crazy. Like I talked to him briefly about what kind of like vibe we wanted for our mm. intro and homie threw it together in an hour and he was like what do you think of this as like a throwaway and i was like no stop you did it perfect <laughs> it's got the sauce it's got the sauce. he's like no no i want to do more and i was like no you can't you can't so can't, shout so. out to spencer soph and khalif y'all like this you know it takes a village and i know that's a cliche but it that's is true. real we can't exist on this alone so thank if you. our elders needed their village then i think maybe we should learn from their wisdom absolutely so. Yeah. If you guys liked this first episode, you guys mm-hmm. can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the We Out Here Pod. Look out for new episodes. Uh, if you want to support us financially, which is always great, you can uh, join us as a patron, and you'll get an indeterminate amount of content. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, based on episodes, uh, you guys will get episodes earlier than the public, but we will make sure that everyone has access to this. We've got some, we've got some cool content on the horizon, and yes, we do. The guest list, yes, is the catalog immaculate. The, the Rolodex is Ooh, not the Rolodex. Popping. I'm not that old. You can't do me like that, Allison. The Rolodex is popping. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> And so, Rolodex are coming back. You heard it here, folks. Back. First CD players, then yeah. tape players. Now Wired Rolodex. earphones Wired coming earphones. back. So thank you all so much for coming aboard. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we out! We Are Here podcast is Allison Jones and Alexi Bruces. Show theme by The Deadbeat, Spencer Snedden. Editing assistance by Soph Lunch. Show graphics by Khalif Gillette. 
Music and sound effects in this episode came from Everyday Cinematic Sounds, Zap Splat, and Kevin McLeod. Now that episodes are out, we're going to be dropping them monthly. So if you guys want to help us get off the ground, bump us up in the charts, hit us with an iTunes review. Also, you can support us on Patreon as a patron, where you get access to special merch and bonus content. Now, we got to give a big special shout out to Ali Ward, Jada Elcock, David Martinez, Taiki James, Nick Phillips, and Sarah Pittman for helping us get off the ground. Thanks for listening. Get outside, y'all. I'm... I am Alexi Cruz's. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, let me do that again. <laughs>